Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so you want limbs, eyes? Yeah, let's just keep it simple. We'll do two legs, two arms, two eyes. Okay, limbs and eyes. Um, so I'm actually going to do four legs, but I'm good on the arms. Uh, and then I'll, I'll do two eyes. So I'm going to do eight legs and eight eyes. I want six legs, 30,000 eyes, and four wings. I'm chilling. Uh, I'm actually good on all that, so... Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, December 8th, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody, podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, a top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey hey Over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and joining us live from Las Vegas... This morning, we got him up early. It's athletic podcast producer and host, Andrew Schlecht. What's up, Andrew? How's it going? Uh, it's going great. Uh, the in-season tournament's been really fun. I've really enjoyed being out here so far. How long have you been in Vegas? Uh, about 22 hours. Oh, God. <laughs> Has it been the longest 22 hours yeah, of your life? Yeah, it sounds like you've what, been there man? for months. <laughs> Do you have a fun night uh, last night or what? <laughs> No, I mean, at the games I did, but like, no, I, I came back here and recorded down to dunk and oh, went to sleep. you're wild, man. <laughs> you are crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty crazy. Vegas. You really are. Uh, look, we wanted to have you on here. We won't keep you long because you've got a, you know, again, it's early where you are, but we want to just get your take on what the atmosphere was like uh, last night or yesterday, I should say, <laughs> there in Vegas for those two semifinal games because... We had that first one starting at 2 p.m. local time. So what was it like in the arena? Was it even full? Because we couldn't see on television with the, uh, you know, the stage lighting. What would you think? Yeah, it was, it was not full at all. <laughs> it was less than half full, probably into the second quarter mm-hmm. of Pacers Bucks. Mm. And the crowd itself was really strange because they weren't really cheering after any made basket, <laughs> yet... Yet the PA announcer was excited when everybody scored. Okay. Um, So that made for a really strange strange environment to start with. But as the game went on, it got better. But still, there was no, like, excuse me, true rooting interest from the crowd for that game. It was maybe, maybe favor the Bucks, maybe. But then you get to the second game, and boy, this was a Lakers home game. Right, right. I mean, it was a... It was a sea of of yellow. Those those Lakers fans showed out. It was loud. They were very excited. Everything Austin Reeves did was <laughs> cheered so loudly. 
that that was fun. That was a fun environment because it definitely felt like oh, I feel like I've been at an NBA game. That's now. that's cool. What was the uh, turnover like between these two games? And as part of the media, did you have to leave, or could you just chill <laughs> still in the arena as they cleared out the fans from the first game and then brought in a lot of these Lakers fans? I actually didn't witness it because I went into the Bucks locker room mm. after the game just to kind of see what the vibe was like there. And so the like the entire, I mean, they had to get everybody out and then ticket everybody back in. <laughs> and some people came to both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but it was yeah, it was kind of a, a weird process. But I missed all of it because I <laughs> was in the Bucks locker room afterwards because I just wanted to see. Do the Bucks care? Do they care that they just lost? Well, wow, and then like we see the coming crit- out. Yeah. What was yeah. it like in the Bucks locker room? It was very somber. Hmm. It was very, very somber. And the the only thing that was said out loud when I was in there was Thanasis said, "Wait, does this count for the regular season?" Oh my god! And then, <laughs> and then the uh, and then it got like slight, maybe like seven percent more somber after that. Um, so, yeah, it was. Uh, it it was. Obviously, they cared. They, they wanted care, to win. Yeah. They yeah. wanted to stay in Vegas. They, uh, they wanted to be be there. Giannis and mm-hmm. Damian played over 40 minutes uh, in that yeah. game. They seemed like they were going for it. I want to get your opinion just in general because it, it, it was weird that the times that they started in Vegas, two and five, odd. But in general, the whole point of this is to just get more people excited about games in November on the calendar. Your opinion, do you think that this is just going to work from – year to year to get people more watching in November. I, th- I think the, the fans that aren't coming to the games. Yes. Cause I, I, I myself have been very excited about it, but getting people to come to the games is going to be another thing. The, the, the T or the league is very lucky that the Lakers made it mm-hmm. because I don't know who else would travel because if this was Pelicans thunder, I mean, it, it might the both crowds might have looked quite the same. Mm. Where it's just like, hey, there's not a whole. I mean, there's there's NBA fans here. They don't really know who to clap for. So, so I do think that there's going to that's going to have to be addressed because of two teams that don't have fans that travel are here, and we saw it in Game One. It's like, oh, well, this is kind of awkward. It kind of feels like the rookie sophomore game. Huh. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> um, and so I do wonder about that. However. The players care. The teams care. You know, talk to uh, people that work for the Bucks before the game, and they, they very much cared about winning that game. Uh, did and you? So, a, oh, sorry. Did you have a favorite moment from either of these semifinal games when we're talking like on the court or off even? I mean, on the court, when LeBron hit that heat check three, <laughs> like it just lit the arena on fire. Right. I mean, that, that was very fun. Uh, the Obi Toppin reverse dunk was very fun as well uh the alley-oop uh i actually we we're doing videos uh on the concourse at halftime i ran into we did a video with a guy who is strictly a tyrese Halliburton fan and flew in from hawaii oh, whoa. for this and that was my personal favorite moment uh, because yeah, i just <laughs> never i never thought i would see that combination Halliburton fandom is growing. It is. It truly is. When he hit the step back and he's yelling, it's our time, it's our time, it's our time, could you hear him? Because it was loud, and he went on. 
<laughs> I was I was very high up uh, sitting with Will Guillory and John Hollinger, so I could not mm. I could not hear him. Do you have a, a favorite in Saturday's championship game? Uh, Five thirty, I guess, local time in Vegas. Eight thirty here on the East Coast. I guess it's on ABC. Pacers, Lakers. Uh, after seeing them in person here, you know, Lakers dominant victory. Pacers pulling it out over the Bucks in the end. Who you, who are you taking, and and who do you think the league would almost prefer to win? Because we have a Cinderella team here, and then you know a, a dynasty like Lakers team with LeBron. What do you think? I think the league is probably maybe indifferent about who wins, mm-hmm. just because like we got the Lakers in the finals, great, check the box, we're good to go. I go back and forth because this is definitely another Lakers home game. However, the Pacers have been pretty good on the road. And so maybe they would feed off of that. But I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with the Lakers. Uh LeBron wants this. They've played really well. The Lakers are kind of rolling right now. So I I think I'm gonna go Lakers. But it's one game. Like somebody could get hot. If the if the Pacers get hot, if it's Buddy and Halliburton, like go off and make twelve threes, I mean, that's it. But I think I favor the Lakers here. Like LeBron wants to tack this onto his legacy. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely does. One other thing I wanted to ask you about. I saw your tweet uh, yesterday prior to the games. They had a replica of the Gary O'Brien trophy there. (laughs) And it looks literally fake to me as if you had a VR camera that just puts up the the cup wherever you look. How gigantic is this thing? Oh, it's it's giant. It's probably... Uh, 17 feet tall, I would say. <laughs> Just cruising through Las were, Vegas. Were people taking photos with it? Or like, I mean, there's nobody oh, yeah, around I, right I, there. I, I took a photo and sent it to my wife. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, people taking photos with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was cool. I mean, they set up like a pretty fun environment outside. They have like the multi-tiered hoops outside that you can try to shoot on like sure. a 20-foot yeah. hoop. or what. And so that was fun. And then they had, uh, and I this is this is my only regret. So if they had an, an they had Nelly performing in between games outside, and I did not get to go see Nelly oh, in between games. Man. Oh wow, I didn't know so, they did that between the games. They did that. That's sort of Nelly, sort of Nelly smart. TLC, and somebody else performed. Wow, okay. which it's like wow, like middle school me was. <laughs> uh, two final questions before we let you go, Andrew, uh, and then really sort of dissect the games here. Uh, what was the court like in person? You know that was. Uh, Getting a lot of response on Twitter and from ourselves. This very red and blue court. What was it like in person? Was it worse, better than you thought? Yeah, it was distracting, and I could only think about what it would look like with 3D glasses on, and regretted <laughs> not bringing them with me. <laughs> okay. And uh, what do you have? Uh, what do you got lined up today or tomorrow? I mean, you got really two days here in Vegas until the game tomorrow night. Um, are you going to do a million more podcasts and go crazy, or are you going to actually do something fun there? Uh, going on Sam Vecini's podcast later oh. today. Oh. <laughs> game, game theory. Gonna <laughs> be dope. Um, and uh, uh, the, making some videos, hanging out, probably going to dinner with people. Okay, Actually, go. I am gonna do this. I am gonna go see the 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 EYBL guys are here. There's, I think there's eight teams. These are like the best eight high school teams in the in the country. Okay, are playing. And so Montverde is here. Cooper Flag is here. Mm. He plays at eight o'clock tonight. 
Uh, so I'll be going to that for sure. All right. So Andrew Schleck doing some scouting tonight. Uh, Even though the Thunder are good, he can't quit the draft. Yeah, well, they got a million draft picks. <laughs> yeah. That's a great they point. They probably draft Straight half out. of these guys it. he's going to see tonight. Oh, man. All right, Andrew, again, thanks for jumping on here super early in the morning. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll have a blast at the uh, IST Finals on Saturday. Thanks, fellas. All right. Take see care. Ya. Andrew Schlecht. From every podcast you've ever heard about <laughs> basketball, uh, part of the athletic there. Okay, well, let's get into these games a little bit. Yeah. Um, the I, thought, actual I think play. Andrew knows that both these teams are going to go party if they win oh, sure. on Saturday. They're going to get it on. You think they're going to wait? Yeah, they have to. Oh, yeah. I don't think the Pelicans did. No. <laughs> <laughs> they you got heard, there and partied. You heard uh, Zion and Ingram. They were asked what they were going to do if they won $500,000. They just looked at each other and started laughing. That was the the laugh of guys who had just spent $100,000 yeah. that they won in the yeah, previous game. But I don't, I don't know. Ingram looked at Zion and said, boy. And then, yeah, Zion just started <laughs> giggling like crazy. I think they allowed themselves to be this big target. For the Lakers, like, oh, yeah, we're going to go party after the game. The Lakers said, screw that. We are going to win this basketball game. They gave it away. But the Pacers, they know they're going to rock. Uh, okay, we'll start with the first one there. Yeah, the the, the more entertaining game of the two uh, with Halliburton and the Pacers. Beating the Bucks 128-119 to advance to the finals. Uh, Halliburton, man, 27 points, 7 boards, 15 assists. Another game with zero turnovers. And he hit the two big shots to, like, end this. One where he blew by Brook Lopez pretty finish at the rim yeah. and then that step back three after Brooks sort of got switched onto him a little easy on that switch there Dame just gave him to him uh, and then he hit the three and that's when we got the Dame time like celebration um, what a game from this guy and it is cool that it's like a coming out party for him and it just continues here it's neat that they're on nationally televised games and people are seeing the Pacers and more importantly him Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as he told everybody, I th- I think we're shocking the world. <laughs> they are really trying to win this tournament, and that was a huge offensive rebound to get Halliburton that three that he was able to point at the watch for. This entire team is working their ass off, and their bench, I think, really won this game uh, because yeah. the, the Bucks bench just wasn't there. Bobby P was not himself, and they've got a couple injuries on their bench. But the Pacers bench was there. You saw T.J. McConnell take it to the rim, and everybody pumped up getting up off the off the bench. Same with Neesmith doing his thing. And then Halliburton, yeah, was absolutely able to to win it at the end with two makes, just two makes. Uh, but as he said, they thinks, he thinks we're shocking the world. It's a rejuvenating, as Miles Turner put it. Miles Turner has never looked cooler than in that post-game press conference. <laughs> Incredible line saying, we don't have any Hollywood guys here. No shirt under the suit, chains everywhere, glasses on indoors. Even Halliburton's like, what are you talking about? Look at you right now. You're trying to get yourself traded to the Lakers. We've always thought he's a geek. We've always thought he's geeking now. Yeah, I mean, he's bringing so it out. He's Vegas funny. bringing it out. But he had a great game, Miles Turner. Oh, he did. Oh, yes, 26 he did. points, 10 boards uh, to go along with what Halliburton did and all the Pacers bench guys who were awesome. And uh, Turner had a big offensive rebound tip in as well after you know, the the Lakers got a stop playing zone, but he just flew the over Bucks the top. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bucks got a stop. He flew over the top. Uh, 15 offensive rebounds on the night for the Pacers. That's the tie for the most they've had all season long. They're 23rd in the league in offensive rebounding. They outscored the Bucks 72 to 60 in the paint. The Bucks are a team that lives in the paint, but yeah. uh, Milwaukee couldn't stop dribble penetration from anybody. Like Halliburton was obviously the star. 
He had so many high off the glass finishes over Brooke Lopez. The touch was incredible, but Nembhard was getting to the lane. TJ McConnell was getting to the lane. Matherin didn't have a great game, but he was in the lane as well. The Pacers did a great job of uh, being able to touch paint and get good shots after that. Uh, there was that stretch in the third quarter where my uh, Milwaukee went to a zone, and it definitely threw the Pacers out of rhythm. They came back. Dame was on fire, but then somehow the Pacers were able to find the strength, the resiliency to bounce back and come back in the fourth quarter. I thought that was so impressive, and you're right, Taz. It was basically the bench <laughs> that yeah. won the game for Indiana. Going five deep, big-time five deep, while the Bucks only were able to really go three deep. So they were a lot more fresh in that fourth quarter, mm-hmm. even though it was Dame time in the third quarter when, when he went off for 18. Uh, in the fourth quarter when... Adrian Griffin said, Dame, we need you. Our bench ain't working. Get get back on that floor. Him and Giannis to play over 40 minutes uh, and Brooke to go heavy with 37. I mean, those three guys played more than Halliburton, every other starter, because, yeah, the Pacers were just fresh at the end of the game. Indiana's reserves uh, outscored Milwaukee's backups 43-13. to 13. You already went through a couple of the guys who contributed. I thought, yeah, McConnell, again, had a stretch in this game, which is that positive impact he finished. 9-4-3. and three. He played 11 minutes and filled up the box score. He did, unfortunately, then have a stretch where he just kept turning the ball over. <laughs> but besides that, he was really, really good. Neesmith played great defense uh, for a majority of this game. He was a plus 16, hit a 3. It's always great. Jackson, 11-6 and six off the bench for Indiana. And then Nemhard before the injury, uh, which was really unfortunate. It sort of looked like he rolled the ankle, but then maybe it was an extension of the knee, hyperextension of the knee. He went four or five, and I thought when they did get flustered with the zone, the Bucks threw at them. They like, you know, talked about it, figured it out, and then Nemhard was living in the middle of the paint, and you know that's where the the area is in a zone, and he just kept hitting like jumpers around the free throw line. Um, and again, four for five for him. So yeah, really good contributions. Not to go along with their stars, obviously Halliburton, their superstar, and Miles Turner playing a little bit like a star right now. But they don't win this without all those guys uh, chipping in here. And I'm just like. I'm, like, ecstatic for Pacers fans that they are, you know, they've knocked off the Sixers now and obviously the Celtics and the Bucks, and are going to have a chance to win this thing on Saturday night. Who knows if they can? But it's cool that just people are getting to see them um, because they're not on national television a lot. And that's just the truth. And you don't even know if you're, like, a casual fan or even, like, a fan fan that maybe watches TNT and stuff like that and ESPN. You maybe don't know what Tyrese Halliburton has done for a majority of this year, and you've seen it at least in these two games, these last two. Yeah, it's awesome to watch, but also, like, do you really blame the networks for not putting no. them on? They were fun last season. No. Nobody knew what was going to be happening coming in, and they've obviously uh, taken another step forward. Uh, just great stuff um, from the Pacers, and Andrew's exactly right. Like, the league has to be ecstatic, because on one end, you've got LeBron and the Lakers, like, two of the most established brands in NBA history. And on the flip side, you got the Pacers, a Cinderella team with a star in the making here uh, in Tyrese Halliburton. Credit to Reggie Miller for that one, star (laughs) in the making in real time. It's happening in real time. Maybe they were trying to get fans into the arena, having a Nelly and TLC uh, (laughs) concert outside, because it did seem to us, you know, being on the East Coast, these times are strange. A a 2 o'clock start and a 5 o'clock start locally. yeah. But yeah, it ended up being six. That's yeah. right. Uh, but at the same time, I was out at a restaurant for the 2 o'clock game, and it ended here at around 7, 7.30, the fourth quarter being played, before the games in other leagues are starting or getting going, you know, the thurs- Thursday night NFL game. And people had it on. And people were <laughs> noticing that Tyrese Halliburton was playing on this court 
which obviously is an example of a different game. It's a different tournament. It's not just a November regular season boring game. Why would we have it on? So it helped. He just said he was just walking through the TV and said, wow, this Tyrese Halliburton guy, this guy is good. He's doing things. So people are just noticing it more, even if locally there weren't as many people in that 2 o'clock start and that first start. It's for eyeballs around the 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 world and the in the U.S. especially, and it's helping. It's helping in that regard. That's an interesting point. I was on playback for that first game. There was a lot of people from the U.K. that were loving it. They're like, oh, we got a game on at a normal time here for them. So I yeah. don't think that's really a part of this whole entire equation here for the league. It was just this situation where they got two games, like we debated Trey. Like they decided to have two semifinal games on the same night in the same arena. And so they're going to have to like have them at odd times because you have to have the gap to clear it all out. But yeah, look, I'm glad it was an entertaining game. I'm glad Dame caught fire in the third quarter. I thought it started to give that arena some juice as they started to trickle in there. Um, in you know, at that time, it'd still be like three thirty. <laughs> you know, you got off of work early, I guess, and then made your way over to the arena. But yeah, it was nice how it picked up. And then yeah, the second game, which I know we'll pivot to here. I mean, that was awesome. I mean, you just had a bunch of Lakers fans, and LeBron decided I'm going to put on a show tonight. I mean, that's what it was. That guy was incredible. But, I mean, the Pacers should have played a prime time, though. Neither of these games were a sellout. And I think the ratings specifically for the Pacers game, they're going to be low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Despite us sickos watching it. So you think a move uh, for next season's in-season tournament is uh, put these semifinal games on separate nights and have them at a more, you know, even if it's 8 o'clock East Coast time, it's more manageable 5 o'clock there, I guess. Yeah, I think it should be, they should have their, I guess they should have their own night because you don't want to have the super duper late game. And I also wonder if, I mean, I don't know, a big part of the things that players have been talking about is not only are we making $500,000 if we win, we get to go to Vegas for three days if we even make it to the semifinals. But there was definitely less juice in the crowd, specifically for the Pacers game. It would have been cool to see in their local market because that game was awesome yeah. when they beat the uh, when they beat the Celtics, right? Yeah. yeah. It would be amazing to hear how this decision came about because people are watching it internationally because mm-hmm. they're trying to align it. They're trying to mimic a soccer tournament. They are trying to imitate the FA Cup to some degree and eyeballs on the East Coast. It is interesting to hear that, and it's worked out perfectly. Should they make that? court gold for the Pacers and Lakers on, on oh, Saturday. Oh, man, that was a big debate on playback last night. Are we getting a finals court? No way. <laughs> no, no, it's Not a chance. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to run this one for the third game, I think. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're court maxing right now. <laughs> it's, it's insane. And literally both games looked the exact same last night. Yellow and white on a red and blue court. Mm-hmm. Both games. So who is going to get to wear their gold in the final? Lakers were a one seed, right? Yeah. Well, so were the Pacers. Yeah, but Lakers probably had the better of the records between the two. I guess it's point differential. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who gets to decide who's wearing white, I guess, and who's wearing gold on Saturday night on ABC? I forgot about that. Just quickly before we talk about LeBron, um, thoughts on, on Reggie with Breen and Doris or Doc with Harlan and Candace Parker? It ended up being uh, for the TNT call. Um, what do you think? Any thoughts? Both solid. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie talks a lot. <laughs> I did Not Doris a lot of Doris speak in the second half. I don't know. Not very much. No. That's what I would say would be my main concern. I thought uh, Doc and Candace, great combination. They spoke the same amount, uh, but it felt like we were watching Reggie Miller doing a solo act. I kind of thought <laughs> in that first one. Yeah, which uh, didn't you say like <laughs> Reggie doesn't seem, or at least maybe I'm misremembering that he doesn't seem to do a lot of three man booths. 
Um, so Reggie's probably used to being. Hey, yes. It's just me. Uh, I'll break it down. He was here. even taking him to commercial. Yeah, no, yeah. I was like, well, respect. I got it all. <laughs> but I would say overall, it wasn't like, oh my god, this is awkward. Like, not really at all. For, it wasn't awkward. No. Um, because it just felt like a two-man booth. Um, yeah. I thought, in general, I thought TNT did a better job production-wise than ESPN did. Mm. And, and what did you catch or see or think of uh, the interactions between the you know, the pregame shows here, Inside and the Countdown? A lot of stuff happening before, of course, after with Inside. That's part of the reason I think TNT did, did it better, yeah. because they were together. Yeah. Rather than, like, going back and forth from two different locations. Uh, yelling across. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. very, I mean, it was funny with what Chuck was saying to Stephen A. half the time, but a little weird. When they got to Reggie calling an Indiana Pacers game, I wanted his opinion to hear if the the team should decide to retire, or sorry, hang up a banner. Oh, right, right. For right. if they win. I just want to hear it. I just want to hear it. Being in that arena. Well, I can ask him on Saturday. Yeah, he, uh, no, he's not on it. Never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers yeah, are... Doc was complaining. I got to do both these games. <laughs> <laughs> Lakers said they're not hanging a, hanging a banner. Okay, I get it. You've got a lot of stuff. Yeah. you got a lot of stuff in the rafters. It's different for the Pacers. I Rick Carlisle said they will. Oh, yeah. did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. they wanted to. No, they got to. Um, all right, let's move to LeBron. Oh, hold on real quick. Okay. I think we saw Miles Turner's two best dunks of his career last night. Oh, he had a two-hander on Giannis that was sick, and then he had another one on Brooke Lopez, basically the exact same play uh, in the second. Yeah. Those were nice. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another huge Miles Turner dunk from his... Yeah, I, I don't know. But, yeah. no, I mean, mm-hmm. they're on the short list. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was nice. The Giannis one was crazy. Um, and also, you know, we've criticized Giannis a lot for, like, what did you spend that Hakeem Olajuwon money on? He had a, an Hakeem move at one point on Aaron Neesmith. It was in the third quarter. He drives the lane, did, like, the big ball fake, and came back to the other side. I think uh, the Pacers, though, were kind of happy to trade twos because uh, they yeah. were not double-teaming Giannis. They were just like, Neesmith, do what you can. Yep. Follow him if you have to. Yeah. Uh, but, man, the Pacers scored 128 points, and they made seven threes. That's wild. That's crazy. They got outshot by the Bucks. Yeah, and still smoked them. Uh, yeah, and then just point. quickly, the Bobby Portis thing—we almost like sort of slipped it in there when Andrew was talking about being in the locker room. But we're hearing reports. We saw reports from—I guess it was Chris Haynes—saying he was uh, pretty vocal in the locker room with with Coach Griffin about sort of what they were or were not running at the end of games. Uh, are you putting a lot into this? This is not a big deal to you. Sort of a vet there uh, with a rookie coach and a, a veteran locker room, and this will be nothing or. Is there something a little more here? There's definitely a problem with them not running through Dame at the end of games at times and just running through Middleton as they were. But I think that's just Bobby talking. Bobby? Just Bob, Bobby just, upset that maybe he's already spent that $500,000 <laughs> That's what I kept thinking. He's pissed. Oh, man, I thought for sure we were going to win this thing. <laughs> you blew it, coach. What well, do you think? Um, I think that the inside guys were right. That It's a little concerning that this got out immediately and – pretty easy to follow the breadcrumbs of who the leak was uh (laughs) and also this is the third thing that we've had with adrian griffin in the first month and a half of the season terry stotts followed by the defense change followed by basically bobby portis calling out and saying you need to call some plays down the stretch also in the post-game press conferences you heard Giannis talk about uh the coaching not having them organized a very i thought kind of a strange press conference from Giannis. he was basically like i don't want to call out anybody coaches or players but I'm going to call out our coaches and also our bench. So he threw everybody under the bus, I thought, in that one. Bobby's taking a step back. I don't know. It hasn't been a great start with Adrian Griffin is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Bobby Boris has just struggled the last eight to ten games or so. He hasn't looked like the number six guy, the guy who has a possibility of winning sixth man of the year. So that's a problem. Pat Connaughton is out. He's helped them win a championship. Jay Crowder is out. 
The Pacers bench was awesome. And that's the point of this game is that they ran 10 guys who were great. And Miles Turner loves the trade of DeMontis Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton because Halliburton is playing like one of the best guards in the game, period. He has stepped up and he said that, that DeMontis Sabonis is a good player, uh, but it's well suited for both games. De'Aaron Fox got a guy. Now I got a guy mm-hmm. uh, as a point guard. So it's, it's working awesome. All right. LeBron James scored 30 points. Lakers crushed. The Pelicans, 133 to 89. Uh, LeBron, <laughs> 30 points in, you know, not a lot of minutes, 9 to 12 from the field, 4 of 4 from deep, 8 of 8 at the line. That's good for LeBron. 8 assists, 5 boards before he subbed out with like, I don't know, 5 and a half to go in the third quarter because it was over. Uh, TK, what do you think of LeBron deciding... Yeah, I'd like to try and win this thing because, holy crap, right out of the gate, oh. he went and posted up um, Herb Jones. Right away. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> got the N1, did his little fle- his sort of new flex type thing he's doing with the shoulders a lot more. Um, he set the tone right away, I guess the point. That was pr- pretty impressive from LeBron. I think Darvin Ham called him the ultimate tone setter, which, yes, yes. I, I would agree. He completely set the tone in this one. He was looking like Miami, LeBron. I thought the way he was running in transition, very fast, very powerful. When he scored the 11th straight in the second quarter, he hit that deep heat check three. Then he had a layup down the lane right after that. That was incredible. Uh, Schleck said it was completely lit in the arena. It sounded like it. LeBron took three charges in the first half of this game. It's the second time since... 13-14 when they started keeping track of this stuff that he's taken three in a game period he'd taken three in a game the entire or three in the entire season coming into last night so clearly uh it meant a lot to him and I think it meaning a lot to him and the game not obviously meaning a whole bunch to the Pelicans really showed and you know they just stomped on him really yeah it was a miraculous win for this uh entire team um because yes LeBron 30 points in 23 minutes He's never done that before. He's never scored thirty plus in twenty five minutes or less. Huh. Uh, that's new. Um, that he's just that he's just dropped. <laughs> just, that. That's cool wow. to do right before he turns thirty nine. <laughs> yeah, and and that he was able to play against the bigs of the Pelicans. That's their strength. There should be they should be out rebounding and and dominating. But as he just started raining down the threes, they decided okay maybe we should get it out of his hands. But because he is so big and muscular, he can take it to the rack, no problem as well. Like he felt. Good. He felt rested. He felt yeah. uh, spectacular. An 18-point second quarter, and then everybody's starting to rain down. I think he, LeBron's got to feel good. AD's got to feel good that they can throw Jared Vanderbilt and Rui Achimura and Cam Reddish. They have guys to just throw at other good players on the perimeter and defend. Uh, but then this was it was just a miraculous three-point three-point barrage. 22 threes for this team. Like everybody, LeBron hit four, Tayshaun Prince hit five, and playing defense, Austin Reeves hit three. So for six rotation players to be raining down threes, this was this was literally this is LeBron just just running to the finals. Uh, I was getting LeBronto flashbacks. I'll be honest, <laughs> watching LeBron last night as a longtime suffering Raptors fan against LeBron at least. Uh, that's what I was taking from this. Like, oh, yeah, we've seen this before where it's just like he's just going to – he's decided I'm going to toy with you. I'm going to dominate this game right from the jump. I'm going to be throwing oops left and right. Obviously fe- felt comfortable with the three-pointer, <laughs> hitting him from the uh, the crazy in-season tournament logo. Whew, he wants this. You had called it, Tass. He really wants this thing. And, yeah, maybe the maybe the extra rest here with the weird schedule, the way it's set up, has been helping him out here too. Um, but he said, quote, we got to finish our breakfast on Saturday. That's the most important thing. 
<laughs> the eight o'clock, eight thirty breakfast. I love breakfast <laughs> for dinner sometimes. I hear you, LeBron. But uh, yeah, he wants to get this done and wrap it up here. Mm. He's not. He's not happy with just making the finals. I wonder if the opponents know where he'll be napping because he's a napper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if they want to go banging on the, the hotel doors <laughs> to trying to wake him up. What What is the recipe there? Yeah, he's thirty in the quarterfinal. No, thirty-one in the quarterfinal. Thirty in the semifinal. If he scores thirty in each of these elimination games. It's an easy, well, we know who's winning MVP. MVP at least. It's either Halliburton for the Pacers or yep. LeBron for the Lakers. Yeah. So it just depends who wins the game. Um, interesting tweet I saw from Ryan Rosillo this morning about Zion. He tweeted, watching Zion in person was a different experience than watching Halliburton. Zion will get 30 in a game next week and people will say he's fine, but he isn't. The bet that he'll figure it out seems like the wrong side now. Tonight was brutal. So Zion had 13 points, shot 6 of 8, okay, 1 of 6 at the free throw line, 3 assists and 3 turnovers, and he definitely, I mean, like a lot of the Pelicans, lollygagging out there. There was not a lot of juice to these guys. Uh, but what do you make of that tweet? Any truth to it? How do you feel about Zion how he's looked through the first 20 games? What do you think? Adam Silver doesn't like it when NBA media says one team just wanted it more. But Zion himself said we were too laid back, myself specifically, and I think the Lakers were kind of messing with his head the way they were playing him defensively. LeBron was on him, and he's just like, I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot a shot if you want to. And obviously Zion didn't want to really take the outside jumpers, wasn't feeling comfortable, one of six at the line. Um, I saw a few different places calling this the most meaningful game of Zion Williamson's NBA career because he's missed the playoffs, he missed the play-in tournament, so this is kind of the biggest stakes he's seen so far and between this and the performance against the Sacramento Kings when he had 10 points but the Pelicans were able to pull out the win regardless not great I would say I mean maybe this is like the two worst games Zion plays the entire season Mm -hmm. if you're focused on it then you're catching at the ultimate wrong night but it was not encouraging that's Mm -hmm. for sure I think it did suck that they they played well to start this game they were on the offensive boards they had five offensive boards in the first half of the first quarter so it looked like they were had the juice, and then LeBron decided to turn it on, and they kind of just they laid back, and then just it just snowballed. Yeah. So that that was a huge part. I think it's just the the momentum. They were they did not fight back. Did you stick with this game to the end, gentlemen, or when did you turn it off? Because I know I know a twenty point lead in this NBA doesn't really matter and can be gone like that. But this one had the feeling when you know when LeBron subbed out when they were up like. What thirty or so? He threw LeBron threw an oop like he just like went like, and it was like, oh okay, I think it made it a thirty point lead. That's when I was like, okay, good night. <laughs> yeah, I tuned out when a second guy named Max came in. I'll stick with Christie, but once you Lewis checks in, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you can go to sleep. That's too many Maxes for sure. Uh, final related note here with LeBron, uh, his son USC freshman uh, Bronny James nearing his much anticipated college debut is expected to play his first minutes on Sunday against Long Beach State. So this works out perfectly for LeBron. He's Ideal. got the Saturday night championship game against the Pacers, and uh, and then he can go watch his son, in theory, play some minutes here. Doesn't get much better than That's that. That's pretty cool. That's that is, pretty cool. That is very cool. Guys being dads, what's better than this? <laughs> That's right. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll do a little more talk about the in-season tournament. We'll, uh, we'll make our all-tournament team with only one game left. Don't go anywhere. Okay, here in the Classic Factory on a Friday, it's The Drop. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live on YouTube. We always love to see it. Smash that like button, subscribe, podcast listeners, five-star ratings and reviews. Before we get into uh, the NBA in-season tournament, all-tournament team, and hear your take on that, shouts to ING Roberto, who in the No Dunks Discord brought this screen grab to my attention. 
Look who it is! Repping the No Dunks hoodie in beautiful Las Vegas at the IST semifinals. That right there, that gentleman in the No Dunks hoodie in the front row, some of you know him. That's my buddy Grish. No, that's your buddy Grish. That's our buddy Grish. <laughs> Too good. Repping it. What a what an eye on Roberto. I couldn't believe it. I get I, like. <laughs> first off, is this some like Indonesian feed? I believe. I don't know where you're watching this. V i d i o. Never heard of that service. <laughs> and like the Champions TV three. I think, it, I think it's from Indonesia. But anyway, what an eye. And there he is. What's wrong with his face? They caught him just at a bad screenshot where he's got his eyes closed, hands yeah, That's what he always down. looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Why you, you, you got your hand in your pocket there, big guy? <laughs> Keeping your hand on your phone? <laughs> Is that a white white sweatshirt? Yes. It looks like it. It is a yeah. white no dunks hoodie that you can get you at You know no he's got a white belt on. So anyway, that was, good. I was dying. Look at this extreme face from the guy behind him, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy looks awesome. That guy looks like <laughs> fake Jimmy Butler with, with the hair. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Uh, sparse crowd. crowd right there, I will say. But um, anyway, uh, my buddy That's Grish, repping for no dunks. Too good. Uh, okay, so, I mean, one game left in this thing, so we have a pretty good idea uh, about who's going to be named, in theory, to the NBA in-season tournament. All tournament team. I love saying tournament twice in that. Tournament, tournament. Uh, who are your five guys, TK, right now? Um, positions don't matter when it comes to this. I don't know if you took that into consideration or not. So let's hear it. Who you got? No, I knew you didn't. <laughs> I didn't even think about <laughs> whether or not I should. Uh, three guys are locks. Halliburton, LeBron, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yep, yep, I think yep. those guys are easy. Yeah, yeah. Tass was making a minor case for a Giannis IST MVP. He was good last night he as was well. Good. So then we got to choose two more spots at any positions. Yeah. Between, I think, five guys. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> Another five guys. Double-double. <laughs> oh. uh, Anthony Davis. Yep. He was. He's been awesome. He was pretty decent in the group stages, and he had 27-15 with two blocks against the Suns. Then 16 and 15 with five assists, two steals, and two blocks against the Pelicans last night. Obviously, didn't have to play a whole bunch of minutes. He would be on my team. Uh, and then the other guys are Damian Lillard, who was mm-hmm. good in the group stages, had that big game against Miami, 32 and 9 in a must win game to advance to the tournament, then at 28 and 7 against the Knicks. Brandon Ingram, stinker last night, nine mm-hmm. points on four of 13 shooting, but he averaged 27 in the group stages, had 38 and 6 against Sacramento and just hit a bunch of big shots. And then Jason Tatum, I think, is in the mix as well, 32, 12 and 6 in a loss against the Pacers. Things went haywire in the fourth quarter, I would say, and the last guy up for consideration. Miles Turner. I was going to ask, yeah, okay. 26 points, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks against the Bucks. 17, 10, a steal, and a block against the Celtics. So if he has another big game If he has the, another big finals, game, I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he could um, get in there. So I would probably, right now, I'd probably lead Halliburton, LeBron, Giannis, AD, and Turner. You like that? I love it. I love going with the, t- the guys in the finals. Yeah. I, I, in, in tournaments, doesn't always happen. Sometimes they just go with rando from... Group stage. Uh, but AD was phenomenal yesterday in that he could basically concentrate a lot on defense and boarding. And his five makes, a couple of them were so pretty because Braun made him look pretty to catch those passes that he was just making because he was getting doubled. Here you go, man. Uh, so he looked good. Turner looked good. That was the best dunk of his career, dunking on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, so so he's, he's got the, the pretty highlights. Those two guys got him. So, yeah, they joined... LeBron, Giannis, and obviously Halliburton. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the five you have there, especially if AD 
and or Turner both have good games uh, in this final on Saturday night, and then they probably are in there. And then we have I don't know. Do you, do you, maybe people would dislike having you know four guys from the two teams in the finals and wish it was more you know inclusive of some of these other quarterfinal teams or semifinal teams. Possibly uh, we don't really know. I don't think who votes on this. I guess the media will pick it, but what does that mean? Is it like a seven panel? You know. Are they going to give this to Doc Rivers, too, and he's going to be upset? He's got more work <laughs> oh, to do? Man. Oh, man. Just give it to Reggie. He's off tonight. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But uh, who do you have on your NBA in-season tournament all-tournament team? I hope they right all now. get photos, headshots with them holding money. Well, I, well, I thought you were going to say, but what about the bowling ball. ball, the crystal ball that they get? Mm, I like the cash. They could do a or cool photo cash. where they all throw it up in the air and take the photo at the same time. Dangerous. It's 20 pounds. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20 pounds of crystal. Watch your toes. Uh, just quickly here, guys, because it's on Saturday night, um, 2000 finals rematch here between the Pacers and Lakers. Uh, gold versus gold. Who's going to be wearing it for the NBA Cup gold? Um, I just want to know who you're taking in this one. Tass, you going to continue to ride with your Los Angeles Lakers or are you going with the Cinderella Pacers? I'm going with the Lakers because they have great defensive length when they want to throw at Halliburton uh, to help out. You're going to see some random Jared Vanderbilt minutes uh, on Halliburton, or you can throw Cam Reddish or, or Torian Prince. So I think that's that's just a great bonus for a LeBron and AD for guys to be taking up space, and then AD doesn't have to go bonkers running around the entire court. He can just play in his zone. So can LeBron. So I like the defense that they'll throw at uh, Halliburton. And, yeah, just they could obviously win. The Pacers could obviously oh, win, for but sure. uh, it's going to be a home game for the Los yeah, Angeles yeah. Lakers. That's going to help, being that close to L.A. Who are you taking on Saturday night, TK? I'm going to go with the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah, for the same reason I took the Warriors over the Lakers in the playoffs last year. They shoot threes better. You remember who won in the playoffs <laughs> last <laughs> year. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Right. I just saw the Pacers uh, beat the Bucks, getting outshot from three, so it could happen. Uh, definitely cheering for the Pacers on Saturday night. I think it is such a great story for the league. Uh, you just hope it's an entertaining game. I think the worst thing that would happen here is uh, a 30-point blowout for either team. Yes. You know, just for one that just turns into a yawner. So hopefully it's close in the fourth quarter. Uh, but let's hear from everybody out there. Who are you taking? Uh, I had a tweet here that I wanted to sneak in. You talked about like the idea of, like, uh, will any of these teams raise banners for this? Like, mm. What are they actually going to do? But at uh, VZJonah80515 on a handle. Uh what do you believe should be the proper celebration for winning the in-season tournament? Both hands on the head look to the sky, jumping into a teammate's arm, possibly even a tear? <laughs> Trey Kirby, <laughs> inaugural IST. Let's say the Pacers win it on Saturday uh, night. Uh, oh, okay, you think it depends on the team no, a little bit? Yeah, well. I, yeah, I, yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Listen to their post-game interviews. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton is like, I am thrilled to be playing for a championship. I can't wait to go out there and win something. And LeBron just had a destructive game. And in his interview, he said, it's still December, you know? Yeah. Still December. I'm happy to be playing, but still December. So the Lakers don't do anything? They just walk off? They've got 17 titles. (laughs) What does LeBron... Okay, what does LeBron do... If they win a close game on Saturday night, that's I love that question. Like, what does he do in like immediate aftermath of winning? Does he do the like? What does he do? Does he just walk off by two hands, two hands both up straight. Mm-hmm. He's like gonna hold on to the ball. <laughs> he was dancing on the sidelines when he won his first championship. It was a blowout at that point. I mean, yeah. a, confe- I don't think a confetti's gonna blast. Confetti will blast. Yeah, like yeah. it's gonna be a scene. Yeah, I think they'll make it funny. They'll they'll make it clear that the the NBA 
Larry O'Brien, finals trophy is bigger than this one, and how they do that, I think they do a, a cheesy dance. I think they go, they go Carlton, like cheesy Carlton, dance. Tom Jones, snap. Oh, wow. All of them. I think they do a quick, because that's hot right oh, now. Oh, in that's, unison. That's, <laughs> they I, line up and do it. It's back. All right. It died for a bit, but now it's on TikTok. People are dancing like that. So we got like five, six, seven, eight guys dance like that. I, I, don't, know what, teams. I don't know what LeBron or an AD do, uh, or even a Halliburton who is a star do, but like those guys on the bench. Those guys that don't make a ton of money, they're going to be going ecstatic, I think. They're going to be going nuts. Uh, Joe Varden uh, clarified something that I was wondering about. Players on two-way contracts earn half of what the 15 players on guaranteed contracts on each team receive for advancing in the tournament. Two-way players get half of the, yeah. obviously, prize pool money. So, I mean, some of that, like those still that's still big money for some of these guys who obviously aren't pulling in a ton here, trying to like hold on and stay in the league. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, what do you think is uh, what do you think is the move? What's okay? Can you cry? That's the question. Can you cry winning the IST? Mm-hmm. Do it. John Halliburton might be doing it if Tyrese has another monster game. Parrots can cry. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I want I want the media asking players, especially the Pacers, who well, there's a lot of guys, as, as Trey pointed out, they are one of the lowest lower teams in terms of salary. So if it's 500k, it's already 300k. That's a it's an, it's big for a lot of those players. Yeah, I want them to be asked how how are you going to spend this money? I want them to answer that. I'm just, just curious. Miles Turner said investments. <laughs> wow. <laughs> CJ McCollum said charity. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. great. Answers. Somebody, Tyrese Halliburton said, "I'm going to get things for my teammates that don't make as much money." Let's see, that's wonderful. Yeah. Somebody said, I forget who, uh, did point out like, "Hey, man, it's Christmas time. This is going to be going to great gifts." Anthony Davis gifts. said, "I'm going to buy awesome. gifts for my wife." That's awesome. <laughs> Respect, <laughs> good man. timing wow. on this. What is she getting for five hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. Nice gift. Uh, very, uh, very, <laughs> a very, very nice gift. Very nice gift. I, I joked last night on Twitter because this has been such a success. We should uh, immediately add a, a mid-season tournament, a within-season tournament, a tournament within this tournament. Just make everything a tournament here. I can't go back because it's amazing. I know. I can't go back. There's, there's allegedly games on tonight. <laughs> I mean, look, the money helps the prize pool for some of these guys that don't make a ton and all that. But like, I think Halliburton was actually correct with like why this is really working. It's just motivation, more motivation to win because these guys are the most competitive people on the planet. I mean, it really doesn't matter like what the money is or what the title is or whatever. Like anything to give it a little more stakes. They're they're crazy these people. Like I mean these athletes. The you the only way you get to this level is to be a psycho when it comes to being competitive. And uh, you know, it matters. Um so it's neat that uh it's working. I'm I'm, I'm happy that I mean, we were look, people were shitting on this idea. When it was first announced, a lot of people were like, are you kidding me? And some people are even still trying to say this is pointless. This is lame. I mean, it's just a regular season, but it's worked. Will it work next year when it's not the inaugural one? <laughs> I think that's fascinating. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think the insults and, and the question of it, would it work, was partly when it was scheduled. It was going to be scheduled for January, we thought. After Christmas, before the All-Star game, when people are already watching. I think it was really smart to have it in November when less people are watching. And, yeah, the NBA is already kicked up in in January. But I like how they've played 15 games already, depending on the team. So they're already good, you know. They've already got they've already got some some legs. That's not like at the beginning of the season. It's not at the end of the season when teams are just trying to relax. The timing is just you like where they've slotted scared. it. Here. Yeah, they have. They got it going. All right, Saturday night, Pacers Lakers. Can't wait. Okay, let's do a little five star Friday fun. 
Trey Kirby, you've got some reviews for us. You uh, weren't here, I guess, last Friday. That's right. That's true. Yeah, you, yeah, were, that's at, true. Uh, you were at Hogwarts. Was I? Well, was I? Uh, let no. me think. Friday, I was returning home. I stopped at Bucky's. Oh, that's even better. The most magical place on earth. <laughs> that's my Disney World. Bucky's. What even is a beaver nugget? How do they create that? I don't know. Corn? Yeah, right. Corn shouldn't be like that. Anyways, these are five five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and yes, now they go into a Slack channel, so we see them early. Easier scouting. This one's from Copty Gaming. Okay. Immediate play is the title. Five stars. As soon as an episode of No Dunks is out, I play it. These guys have been part of my life for the better part of a decade now. I would gladly invite them over for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Respect. I would gladly come. Copty? Send Copty? the invite. Send what, the invite. You games? got 11 months. 11 months. Get us over. What games are we playing? Copty? Copty Gaming? Mm. Oh, great question. We got lots of time during Thanksgiving to play some games. Will mm-hmm. uh, GTA 6 be out by then? <laughs> <laughs> Sell the world. <laughs> It's huge. Yeah, it's so much bigger than the GTA <laughs> crazy, 5 man. world, right? It's crazy. It's gonna, we're going to be playing this game for years. <laughs> Next one's from Monkey7Ben. Like I mentioned, a lot of these do come to our Slack channel, <laughs> and there are a lot of these ones. The title is Athletic Bosses. They are good. Hello, bosses. No Dunks is very good. Yeah. <laughs> we asked you to do this. I specifically said, yeah, bosses are seeing these now. <laughs> Get to leaving reviews. I, and people took that very literally. Yes. Yeah, hello, bosses. There was a lot of bosses ones. Yeah. There was a lot hey, of them. Awesome. Uh, the next one comes from Big Town Clown. Hey, yo, no dunkaroos. This show's awesome. Love the chemistry between all the guys, and this pod makes every morning better. Great basketball opinions, entertaining segments, and engaging banter. The Bulls might not be back, but Tass is, and that makes every morning a touch more sweet. Podcast listeners, this is for us. <laughs> That's a good one. Good right. stuff. That's a good review. Good job, clown. <laughs> yeah, big town clown. Here's another shorty from Worms, yo. <laughs> the title is simply Sickos, and it reads, My favorite strictly basketball podcast. Always good. Sickest of sickly sickos. Wow, put that on a shirt. Sickest of sickly sickos. <laughs> <laughs> cool, thanks, Worms. Thank you, Worms. Yeah, final one is from Marty S., the Beantown Boy. Whoa, whoa. He said, we used to be five stars. The No Dunks crew used to be one of the best shows on any platform. Then Matty O left, and unfortunately, it became the best podcast out there on any subject. Later on, Lee left to follow his dream of eating an organic banana in every country on Earth. And No Dunks really fell off, becoming the by far most outstanding podcast made for listening. This year, Tass has been missing, and the show really suffered a crushing setback, making the pod feel like simply the most entertaining and vital media content imaginable. Thankfully, Tass has returned, and I'm really curious if the show will ever be the same as it used to be, or remain stuck being a piece of auditory art, the importance of which future generations will study along with the greatest works known to mankind. Thank you, Bill Walton, for writing wow. in. Marty, man. That's great. It's a great review. Hope That's bo- a great review. But I don't think the bosses read all that. <laughs> TLDR. That's what we'll send them the one that says, no dunks is very good. <laughs> good enough. Hey, it says five stars. Yeah. It says five stars. Thank good? you to everybody for sending those yeah. in. It's a very good Slack channel. I got to be uh, honest. It's a great Slack channel. You like I'll reading the, the, the reviews for the others. Well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Andrew Schleck love, if I'm being honest. Down to dunk gets a ton of love. Yep, yep. And rightfully so. It's a great podcast. We got another one overnight tonight. What did we get? From Goat. 
Watching no dunks is like hanging out with a bunch of silly geese if the geese know a ton about basketball and the geese are hilarious and the geese are the most experienced NBA podcasting geese in the game. I feel like I'm saying geese too much. Five-star gooses from GOAT. Just good, good writing. Best geese in the game, man. Put best that on a shirt. Game. I don't know why I like how that sounds. Oh, the goose holding a basketball? Game. That's a cool shirt. <laughs> You're telling me you wouldn't like to see a, I a goose holding a basketball? I man. can't even imagine how they would do it. Uh, in the mouth? In the under mouth. the wing? I think mouth. But neck? Yeah, wing, yeah. I guess. Big neck as well. <laughs> under the beak? Maybe what about like uh, like <laughs> uh, like flying in formation, too? Oh, they yeah. don't have to be on the ground. That's a great point. Migrating. Five geese, five basketball players. Flying right. V. We got a lot of shirts ideas. What about this goose? Uh, all right, we got to take one more break. Thank you to everybody what for all the reviews. Love a five-star Friday. Yeah. Keep them coming. Uh, five stars only. Tell the bosses uh, hello. And uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, one more break. When we come back, JD has the rapid-fire questions. Don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, let's start wrapping up this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun. JD has the questions. The three of us here at the table have the answers. JD, what do you got for us? Yeah, uh, so this uh, week during an in-arena segment, Giannis effortlessly rattled off 31 types of candy in 30 seconds 
It's too complicated to play the clip. <laughs> but he did it right off the top of his head. It, it was, was amazing. amazing to watch. It, that was great. It was nuts. Yeah. So oh, good. Hold on. Hold on. Was he reading these answers? His eyes did veer to the left at times. Conspiracy? You're a candy conspiracy? (laughs) But they're not even candies. My man Giannis eats all of them. They're chocolate bars. You don't think a chocolate bar is candy? Snickers. I know, I know. In in America, (laughs) chocolate bars are candy. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. They are. They are. He ended with with snow caps. What the hell are snow caps? Well, maybe. Uh, Non-pareils. Yeah. Yeah. Something you've never heard of. But Ferrero Rocher was in there. He does famously love candy, though. Ferrero Rocher was in there. That was a poll. You think he was reading the I think he wasn't. That's That's... I loved it. I, I, loved I don't ha- if he was reading it. Yeah. Well, there is. Well, a, I don't care. There's a, a cut little in something. It. If yeah. it's Giannis Antetokounmpo reads 31 games. Yeah, not as cool. Seconds. Not as cool. Yeah. Okay. Fruit roll-ups. He really gave a fruit roll-up. Yeah, he killed it. He did a little dance <laughs> what, with, with his hands. It, somebody spelled it uh, incorrectly <laughs> yeah. on the. Uh, yeah, on the, round burgundy. Pretty dog my point. Possible. Fruit roll-ups not a candy. Yeah, that's stretch. That's a stretch. Okay. Right. <laughs> what is it, though? Anti-candy. Yeah, what, yes, uh, it's closer to it's a, a candy snack. than a fruit. It's a sugary, yeah. fruity snack. Yeah. All right, anyway, the question is, what's the best candy? Skeets. Well, can I say chocolate-related yes, things? Yes, of course. Okay. Sure. Okay. 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 Uh, the best candy to me is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay. That's it is. Good one. I know you. one of you hate it. You hate it. I don't hate it, but wow. it's, I think it's overrated. Oh, but it's, uh, Amazing. You know. I give me a Snickers any day over one of those. I mean, I like Snickers. Yeah. I like a coffee crisp, too. But, uh, no. Peanut butter cups. For a peanut butter cup, my argument is it's just too sweet. You need a little more saltiness in it. I or said this before. I stick peanuts in my peanut yeah, butter Yeah, yeah. <laughs> peanuts. Peanuts, guys. God. Um, uh, Tess. Reese, as well as Snickers, both named by Yanis. I had to go with something that he didn't name. Oh, okay. After yeah. watching them. I'm going on a little... Alteration of his almond joy mention, Bounty, mm. which is the Canadian slash British version. It's yeah. just an almond joy without an almond. It's just full of coconut. <laughs> so if Yanis likes coconut, you don't need to chew on an almond at the same time. You just got <laughs> coconut. So, you gotta like coconut. To yeah, it's yeah. all coconut. That's a polarizing I one. I hate that chocolate Yeah, same. <laughs> it's like the worst. That. That I re- like I remember <laughs> Halloween refusing to take it. I like. Oh, you wouldn't even take it. No. Don't even want it. Yeah. Give it to the next sucker. <laughs> <laughs> give, it to, give it to this Greek kid, Canadian kid coming up behind me. He loves him. This, uh, this, this man named 31 chocolates in 30 seconds or 30 candies, whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. giving him an, something he didn't name because it wasn't listed. Did he him. name nerds? No. I don't think so. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> not good. Just but. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> Did not name it. All right. Uh, Trey? I don't think it's the best candy, but the only candy I want to eat in December is peppermint bark. Oh, it's That's good. Tasty. It's a number one seasonal treat it in the game. It is good. That's oh, great. It's yeah. great. Uh, uh, we got Girardelli ones right now. No oh. big deal. Yeah, no, big, no, no big deal. No big deal. Somebody Don't had a good year. Yeah. <laughs> but what I like to do, I eat it like a sunflower seed. I bite it. And it separates the white chocolate peppermint from the dark chocolate on the bottom. And then I'm enjoying both. It's like three treats in one. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a good, good hack. Yeah. That's good. a good hack. Candy hacks. <laughs> you got to tell Yanis about this one. Because that, that's, that's good. That's candy. It's chocolate, but it's candy. I yeah. would call it candy. God, I hope he was naming those off the top of his dome. Me dull. too. It seemed like he was. Yeah. Uh, I zoomed in on those eyes. 
They were looking <laughs> yeah. off, you know, off screen as we all do. Anyway, Yanni's killed it. He all killed right. it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, guys. Next one. Uh, it was pickleball night at the Amway Center the other night. <laughs> Trey, I think you were in town for it. I can't believe <laughs> you didn't went. go. You should have went. <laughs> and members of Major League Pickleball's Orlando Squeeze were in attendance. They sat courtside. They got to do a skills competition, and they gave away some sweet, sweet merch. At one point, so I got a little clip of it here, Zane Navratrill, he's a hes a pickleball legend, guys. He gave a signed hat to Joe Ingles unsolicited. He just walked on the court, gave it to him, walked off giggling like a little kid. Ah, I love it. He's, a, he's actually a great pickleball player. Shout out to Zane. Anyways, here's a question. What's piece of clothing would you like to autograph and which NBA player would you want to give it to Skeets? Uh, good question. <laughs> a question <laughs> I didn't think one. I would have to come up with an answer with. Oh, wait till um, the next one. Yeah. Um, well, here's my answer to this. What piece of clothing would I like to autograph and give it to an NBA player? I'm going with a former NBA player if that's okay. Of course. Uh, because once upon a time on a television show called The Starters, uh, I sacrificed my ego and my body <laughs> to the wedgie gods. Yes. I drew the short end of the stick live mm. on the air, and Shaquille O'Neal gave me a wedgie, yep. an actual wedgie, yes. again, to appease the wedgie gods so they would give us more basketball wedgies. And uh, this giant of a man just straight up ripped the underwear off my body, lifting me in the air as my little feet went. Yeah. Um, so I would like to autograph that ripped underwear, which I still have been meaning to frame it for <laughs> five years running. Uh, but let's just get it to Shaq. I will sign it and give it to Shaq and hopefully maybe he could uh, put it up in his house. Yeah, I think he would actually, no joke, I think he would like that. I think he would enjoy it. All right. Yeah. We'll make that happen at one of these tent pole events yeah. where I see Shaq. Great <laughs> oh, great that's answer. a great video. You know, yeah. Carrying, yep. carrying a framed underwear around trying to get it to Shaq. <laughs> that's a great idea. That's funny. Yeah, let's do let's that. Do that. He would love it. Okay. Ripped right. underwear. Uh, Tess. On that note, I'm going to give something to Shaq as well. Hmm. Speaking of pickleballs and Orlando squeeze, I'm going to give a banana hammock Borat swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> To Shaquille O'Neal. I think he would wear it. Okay. Uh, he would. He's shown his butt before. Yeah. You know. Uh, and this, this where, swimsuit Where are is you going to autograph That's it? what I was going to Where on the garment will your uh, John Hancock go? Yeah. I think I'll go the butt just to tie there it. There is no butt. <laughs> well, it's a thin line. It's a thin line. There it's is really actually like, material. Hold on, Shaq. Who we'll signed that? <laughs> Shaq will pull out that line of his butt to show us that it is signed. Ask yeah. Mellis. Yeah. yeah. As he's carrying a spandex. Because you're wearing spandex underwear that got wedged. Uh, like they're, they're no, like they're, they're boxer they're cotton, briefs. Kelvin Klein. Oh, yeah, they're so, cotton. Yeah. What yeah. a rip. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Still dealing with it. Uh, great answer. Uh, Trey. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm giving Gustavo Iona goose shirt. <laughs> oh, I don't care. Perfect. Goose We're making this goose shirt, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. oh I yeah, see. Yeah, we're I making see. it. Nice. We're making it. We're all signing it and sending it to Gustavo. <laughs> She'll love it. And Great so what, idea. does it say something on this goose No, it's just a goose holding a basketball. Okay. Yeah. Okay? God, I love it. He would wear it. He would wear it. <laughs> He'd get it sold. You know his style. He loves yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, he'd get it sold, and he's Mexican, right? I think. I think he'd make it. 
Make it happen in okay. Mexico City for a basketball <laughs> game that goes there. Yeah, yeah that's a, actually a funny line of shirts we should do. Like bad NBA puns, like Gustavo. Gust- yeah. Like we could put like a Gustavo jersey on this goose, sure. right? And like we could do this for other players. <laughs> Great, <laughs> you know, excellent. Uh, Brandon Bass, it's a fish <laughs> holding a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the Vasquez one that you came up with uh, a long time ago? Oh, uh, gray biscuits. <laughs> Dad's Dad quest. quest. Yeah, yeah. I had to <laughs> think of that one. Dad's, Dad's quest. Dad's. Gravest Vasquez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the pun shirt. Oh, pun, the pun shirts. shirts. You guys want uh, these? Yes. Let us know. Pew, pew, pew. Okay. Uh, okay, last one. Yeah. On Joe Mandy's double screen this week, he discussed Jason Tatum's latest tattoo with Darcy Carden. Yep. How to describe it? Well, here, I'll just show a picture of it. <laughs> it's insane. It's pretty insane. It's the word life. <laughs> And each letter features a portrait of a movie character that has inspired him. So the L is Denzel Washington in John Q. Uh, The letter I is Will Smith in Hitch. And this is an allergic reaction scene, I guess, because his eyes (laughs) are all puffy. I haven't seen this movie. Uh, The F is Wesley Snipes in White Men Can't Jump. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. And then the E is the character Dash from The Incredibles. <laughs> I mean, he's fast, so maybe that's what it is. Very fast. Um, anyway, the question is, which four movie characters would you have memorialized on your body? And what four-letter word would you choose? Skeets. Oh, by the way, one of the characters must be a cartoon. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, all right. I am going with the word time. Okay. Okay, because I have a... Very weird theme to my characters and movies that I'm selecting here. Okay, time, and then uh, movie characters that have inspired me, I guess. Give me Maximus, Russell Crowe himself, from Gladiator, one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. That is set in the Roman times. Okay. Uh, okay. (laughs) Then... We go to the 80s, my youth. Of course I have Crew Jones from the movie Rad, the greatest Mm -hmm. movie ever made. Then... We go to, uh, I guess, a dystopian, not-so-distant future. We've got Cooper, Matthew McConaughey himself from Interstellar. (laughs) And then we go to 2085. And my cartoon character is Wally. (laughs) Wally, So I'm on Wally. So I have... (laughs) That's a good mix. I have Gladiator, Rad, Interstellar, and Wally. Wow, and And the the word is time. Main characters, and the word is time. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) I spent 10 hours figuring out. Uh, Oh my goodness. I was honestly fretting this question because I was like... How can I possibly think of a word where the name of each character is the right letter for the word I want? And then Uh. I realized, like... Denzel Washington doesn't start with L. That's no. right. So you can completely yeah. freestyle. <laughs> that hit. made it a little yeah. easier, but this yeah. is a stressful one. Okay. All right. Well, Trey, you go next. Okay. My word is bean, obviously. Uh, I Once know, I yeah. cracked the case, I was like, oh, that's simple. <laughs> yeah. That's simple. Here's who I'm putting in. Dom Toretto from yeah. the Fast and Furious universe. Guy Fieri from Life. Just making a face. Uh, I would also have Kevin from Home Alone. <laughs> Maybe Christmas influenced right now, but I think it's one of the greatest movies of all time, regardless of genre. We talk in aftershave pose? Or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Iconic uh, face scene, just like Will Smith and Hitch. Great movie. Great movie. I gotta agree with Jason Tatum on this one. And then I could not think of which cartoon character I wanted for this. I was just at Disney. I was trying to think who I liked the most. Kind of think about how it's weird that there are still so many kids that are into Mickey Mouse when he hasn't had a big hit for a while. But <laughs> yeah. the guy's an icon. Yeah. And then it cra- then I thought about it. The cartoon character I was most excited to see on my week vacation was the Bucky's Beaver. 
Nice. So okay. Bucky's beaver's going in my end. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, we just need to get Bucky in a... What's his name, Bucky? His name is Bucky. Right? His I would assume Bucky. so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. We just got to get him in a movie. That's all. Yeah. He Bucky will, movie. He'll be coming. Oh, no, yeah. he's coming. For sure. Yeah. For sure. You don't think he's made a cameo already? <laughs> no. Has Guy Fieri been in a movie? He must have been. It's a great like a question. Ca- a cameo. Oh. Yeah, you would think so. Huh. I don't think so. Really? Uh, that guy's in every. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Movies, but uh, Flavortown is all around us. Yeah, right. Looks like he might have been an eighty for Brady. We should have guessed me? that. Excuse <laughs> me. Okay, Tass. All right, Tassie. Take yeah, I'll taste. Yes, uh, I've got four characters that are the same character but performed different roles, and they looked a lot different. I'm going with Jim Carrey. Okay. Okay. Um, in Dumb and Dumber. You know, he's got the bull head. Yes. Um, Ace Ventura, he's got the the high roll, high lick of hair in that one. Uh, Man on the Moon, which I loved. Mm -hmm. Just also a different look. And uh, cartoon character, The Mask. When yeah. he's in the mask, yeah, yeah. just the green, Fair. yellow man. Yeah. The word, word, basically a cartoon. Yeah. Basically a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, the word sucks. I don't have a good word for myself. Um, sing. I like singing. Sing. So good. just, just sing. four Jim Carries in the word. In the word, sing. Why the heck not? Um, <laughs> but I like Jim Carries. I like four different Jim Carries because he's he's so good. At first, I thought you said your word was suck. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, there That's it is. JD, yeah. did you do this exercise? I, I did, yeah, yeah. just in case, yeah. uh, in case you guys got stuck or whatever. My word is goat. Oh, good. Oh, that's. And good. these are just my favorite movie characters. Whiffnail from Whiffnail and I. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Richard E. Grant. It's classic. Marge Gunderson from uh, from Fargo. <laughs> Oh, this is great. Keep going. Yeah. Anton Chigurh. Oh, I just realized I have two Coen Brothers movies oh, yeah. here. Anton Chigurh, uh, played by Javier Bardem. That's uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. And maybe because it was fresh on the dome, uh, Edna Mode from The Incredibles. Oh, there you go. Uh, the, 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 the Q character, basically, from The, yeah. the Incredibles. Played by the director, Brad Bird. Classic. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Wow, JD, you brought it with these rapid fire questions, man. <laughs> It was uh, unreal stuff. Great answers from everyone. Uh, let's hear your answers as you are doing right now in the stream team. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Tweet them in at No Dunk Sync. Uh, if you're a Survivor fan, I encourage you to check out yesterday's No Buffs Survivor podcast. Breaking down episode 11 from this week. Only two left. And uh, we talked a lot about who's going to win this game as we get into the uh, home stretch here of Survivor 45. So go check that out. No Buffs has its own YouTube feed, its own podcast feed. Otherwise, uh, we are back on Monday with NBA Weekend Winners and Losers. Make sure you join our No Dunks Playback Room. Some talk of a possible playback for the championship game on Saturday night. We'll see. But join our room and you get alerted when we go live. And then no games on Sunday once again. You said this uh, a while ago, Tess. So uh, we'll have a bunch of games on tonight. If you care about these games at all. Do they even matter anymore? And then uh, Saturday's one game. But we'll be doing winners or losers of the weekend. So uh, come join us at Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, playback.tv slash no ducks, because we'll be doing it Saturday. I got to do it. We got to do it. We We got to do it. They've added a feature for people who don't have League Pass here in the U.S. to be game casting at the same time. It's new. It's fun. That's slick. We'll see you there. Okay, we'll see you Saturday night for the in-season tournament final. Otherwise, Monday morning. Embrace the weekend, people. Mm